Hey, what's up? This is your host, Kat Jones. Today is March 1st, 2020. If I contradict myself, it's because I contain multitudes on Queer All Year. Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer, Mick G. What's shaking, bacon? That makes me think of, what are they called, bacos? The Like the little, uh, The things the that bits? aren't bacon? They're yeah. like the bacon things that you pour on your, your... Crappy salads? Yeah. Did you know those are vegan? I did. I think someone told me that once. Yeah, they were vegan before vegan was like a thing. I mean, vegan's always been a thing, but like, <laughs> you know, before I knew anyone who was vegan. Right. And then I met the internet. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bisexual Health Awareness Month. By the way, we are going to be keeping a tally of every time Kat says bisexual. So, if you want to start making bets, I'm predicting an over of 14. So, uh, start taking bets. Hit me up on Instagram or uh, <laughs> a Snapchat if you want to get in on the action. By the way. Anyway. By the way. <laughs> Bi or bisexual, I assume, with the the bets. Okay, anyway, so our hashtag... There's one, or, you what? know. Yeah, okay. That's two now total. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to have to pay attention because I don't, Yeah. apparently. I um, got it. Yeah, so our hashtag this month is apparently the same as every month. It's hashtag by health month. And a, uh, the definition from the Bisexual Resource Center is that it raises awareness about the bisexual plus community's health disparities. And you all want to know uh, what bisexual plus means? Because I am bisexual and I did not know there was a plus. Uh, bi plus is bi, pan, fluid, queer, and etc. So everything. Welcome to bi all year. Because we are all bi, up according to the Bisexual Resource Center. I don't mean to knock them because... Obviously, they're providing resources, but you can't just say we're etc. You know, like, anyway, (laughs) another quote, the bisexual plus community makes up the majority of the LGBT community because etc. And experiences significantly higher rates of physical, sexual, social and emotional violence and disparities than gay and straight people. Okay, so we've decided that etc. and queer do not include gay and straight people. So what is queer and etc.? Anyway, as well as worse physical, mental, and social health. In the face of these high hurdles, bisexuals plus have always persisted, colon, shaping history, organizing alongside vulnerable communities, and defying odds. I uh, shouldn't have said that low of a number. We're already over 14. I'm sorry if I ripped anybody off. Um, uh, It's on you. And I'm just quoting. There is always a risk in investment. (laughs) We don't even know what the investment is. Anyway, this year's theme is resilience. Because we've always been defying odds, I guess. Anyway, so... That all aside. uh, let's Let's get serious now. Um... A lot of this comes from the Bisexual Resource Center. A lot of it comes from links I clicked on there that, like, took me to completely different sites. And then some of it is just stuff that I just know off the top of my head. So I don't have sources from some of this stuff except for, like, I'd have to go out and figure out every single site and pamphlet and everything I used at 
the quality house and boy huh no two years good lord um so bisexuals i don't know if i like that hey bisexuals bisexual people report poor mental health and higher rates of mental health service utilization okay mental health utilization um is good everyone should be seeing a therapist i don't care if you think there's something wrong with you or not go talk to a third party whether you're bi or not but you are bi because you are straight queer or etc etc we are all etc unless you're gay or straight i'm so confused um so this study that I looked at was um, done in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's just an amalgamation of a bunch of studies from U.S. and Canada. And they were all like, well, let's just let's see what they all say, which is not an invalid form of research. That's also how we know that vitamins give you butt cancer. So um, don't take vitamins you don't need to take because you'll get butt cancer. And also this study is valid because it's a large study. Anyway, um... So, as a group, bisexuals experience homophobia, heterosexism, biphobia, and monosexism. And I actually did not know that last word. McG knew that last word, and I did not. So, um, for everyone who, who doesn't know, who is, I mean, apparently straight people know it for the rest of us, is <laughs> the view that heterosexuality or homosexuality is superior to bisexuality. And I read that and it made me very angry. So if you're a monosexist, get off my podcast. Um, so examples of biphobia and monosexist assumptions include the belief that bisexual people cannot be monogamous or that bisexuality is not a stable or healthy sexual identity. And I find it amazing that that even had to be stated because we all know that, right? We all know that bisexuality doesn't actually exist. You're, you're either gay or straight or trans, which apparently you can't be gay and straight or trans. You can't be any of those all at the same time. I don't understand. <sighs> anyway, so the um, bi and trans communities actually have kind of always had each other's backs. I don't know if y'all would agree with that, but from my experience and from like just, you know, my time at a quality house meeting people and that kind of thing, we've always kind of had each other's backs and been boosting each other up um, because um, the bi plus community, which I guess is including Pan, I'm including Pan in that, you know, I don't, we argue about that. Anyway, um, we all are erased and um, we actually have, I mean, obviously trans people have much higher rates of violence, but bi people have higher rates of violence than like the rest of the spectrum too. So, but now that um, we've finally succeeded in getting some, some publicity, not publicity, but like, you know, visibility for trans people and, and your issues and all that, um, like, we've still got each other's backs, but, um, so now bi people are, like, kind of more in the shadow again. So, uh, like, even more in the shadow. And so we've got each other's backs, but at the same time, um, bi people are kind of, in general, starting to feel a little more erased than usual. And, um, that's a thing that we kind of have to deal with, because we are very happy that at least someone is getting, like, attention and, like, arguments about laws and stuff because that's how that moves forward so you know anyway this is about bi health month we're moving on to bi um 
So actually the combination of being trans and bi has been like historically like just dismissed. Like even mental health professionals today still are not really capable of dealing with someone who is trans and bi. They're like, okay, we can do straight and trans and we can do gay and trans. But uh, uh, we can't do, uh, we are not prepared for that middle part. What? Uh-uh, no. That's, that's too much middle. It's like, oh gosh. And apparently even um, health m- medical professionals have a hard time with that. Um, which I find strange. I just, I don't know. I just find it strange. It's just like, just, just, if I'm not healthy, make me healthy. That's your job. Um, research in the UK, and this is not surprising at all. Uh, says that bisexual men are far less likely um, than gay men to be out about their sexual orientation, which um, is is not surprising to me because people, it's already like emasculating or whatever to be gay. Um, and so, but like if you are in the middle, um, then it, people just like, oh gosh, I can't even. And men, males, don't go to the doctor like they should anyway. And if my husband is listening to this, which I know he's not, I need you to go to the doctor for just a checkup, dude. So, anyway. <laughs> um, that was said on the podcast. He doesn't listen. For the world. You know what? If, he, if anyone who knows him listens, make him listen and tell him to go to the doctor. He's fine, but like <laughs> yearly checkups, people. Everyone. Everyone listening, yearly checkups. Yearly checkups. Go to your doctor and your dentist. Um, so anyway, not being out about your sexual orientation actually, obviously it causes like a lot of mental problems, but it actually like, it causes a lot of physical problems. Like we're learning how stress can really hurt your body, but it's also like it, your doctor needs to know about your sexuality just because it can be like if you're I mean I'm not trying to be like you know sex shaming or anything I'm literally not trying to say that I'm trying to say like you might have something different about your body or your health needs that your sexuality could play into and maybe you don't know that you know so I mean I'm not saying come out of the closet if you don't want to like I, I would never force anyone out I think outing people is one of the worst things in the world but Please try to be out with your medical professional and your mental professional is all I'm saying, just for your own health. Um, bisexual youth. And if you are youth listening right now, um, this is statistics. Do not necessarily think this applies to you, but bisexual youth have higher rates of suicidal ideation than anyone else under the queer umbrella except for trans people. So trans and bisexual people... Um, you know, together or apart, you know, bisexual, trans, or apart, um, together have higher rates of all mental health issues, um, suicidal ideation, all of that way, like four times higher than the rest of every other identity. And so, um, A, youth go to therapists or find someone you can talk to. You can talk to me. You can talk to my theater teacher who was wonderful. Um, 
you you probably do have a youth group near you um, that you just don't know about. We have one in Topeka. Contact me for that because I think um, the first rule of our youth group is that you don't talk about our youth group. Um, so, uh, and also the studies show that, quote, it gets better, that campaign type thing. Um, it gets better for everyone other than bi and trans people. So, um, whereas when you're gay as an adult, your suicidal ideation and mental health issues tend to drop off dramatically. And I am not saying this is across the board, but that's true. It just drops off dramatically. Whereas for uh, bi and trans people, it stays pretty much level because you experience like this um, discrimination and erasure and everything throughout your entire existence. Whereas I've said, whereas like four times, start tallying that. Um, like in college or when you become an adult, you tend to find your tribe, I guess. I don't know if that's an offensive thing to say. Why do we say tribe these days? You, you tend to find your friends and stuff who are more accepting and it is more acceptable to be gay or lesbian or, you know, something solid in the eyes of society than, um, bisexual or trans, which is apparently not solid in the eyes of society, whatever. Anyway, so, so suicide rates and suicidal ideation remain the same for our entire lives. And, uh, hey, my family, please don't read my Facebook and then start that calling tree up again. I promise I'm fine. <laughs> if I want to post lyrics, just let me post some lyrics. Don't have grandma call me. Anyway, so... That's why you have two Facebooks now. <laughs> that is why I have two Facebooks. And I have not posted on your Facebook in a while. So, um, that is, um, that's my little 15-minute rant about, um, Bisexual Health Awareness Month. But you know what? It deserves 15 minutes because it's important. And, um, there, there is more that you can find at bihealthmonth.org, which is run by the Bisexual Resource Center, um, which has resources so, um, yeah, go out there, check it out, and um, just take care of yourselves. And with that, we're going to go on to a little segment with Mick G. Hey, friends. It's been a couple days since you've heard from me. I uh, was kidnapped by Rastafarians who are upset about my highly controversial segment that I have here. I did, however, manage to fight my way out with a couple of spoons. Now that I'm back, I shall continue my groundbreaking work. Today, I'm going to return to my Great Guitars segment. This episode features the wide array of shred legend Steve Vai's guitar arsenal. Inspired by Van Halen's Frankenstrat, which we had an episode about, Steve Vai has always strived to create truly unique guitars. His most famous are the Gem series, spelled J-E-M, which have become the most purchased artist series guitar since the Les Paul. They are known for their signature monkey grip handle that's on top of the body and are immediately recognizable by their beautiful floral design pearl inlays. At the forefront of his arsenal is Flow, a beautiful gem series Ibanez. It's a, uh, equipped with a Fernandez sustainer unit that gives it that harmonically rich legato sound that Steve Vai has become famous for. Another great guitar of his is Evo. 
built from four different guitars, and it was a test run for his new Evolution pickups he designed with DiMarzio. Created at the same time as Flo, Evo contrasts in that she has a very hot output due to the DiMarzio pickups and has, according to Vi, a smooth yet cutting top end and tight bottom end. He started playing her on his chart-topping album Sex and Religion. Ever since then, she has been his main axe. Vi says that he still feels a flutter in his heart every time he sees her. Um, um, I may have an unhealthy obsession with Steve Vai, but for now, I'm McGee, and this is a little segment. I celebrate myself and sing myself, and what I assume you shall assume, for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. And that is the beginning of Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass. And you will not have, you, you would never believe how much I had to cut out of this story. I love Walt Whitman. If you are in my sorority, you know the Walt Whitman story. Uh, a lot of people know it. Um, be safe if you take Ambien. Anyway, so on July 4th, 1855, Leaves of Grass was first published and it was shocking it's um it's an explicit and unapologetic celebration of humanity including um sexuality it's just i mean it's it's it doesn't censor itself because it doesn't need to it's it's real it's about life and um at the time it was not at all considered that it was considered like you know oh this is horrible but now it's considered like one of the great descriptions of america it's one of the it's it's about our culture almost it's about like being free and all that kind of thing but it's also very hippie-ish he's like he was like super hippie walt whitman and he um he's had a lot of labels forced on him by historians and people over the years but i think if you really read leaves of grass and this is coming from a you know an english degree perspective i think if you really read it it and not a historic like if you take it out of historical context necessarily um it's a celebration of um love both um emotional and sexual between all peoples if that makes sense. it's just like who you want to be with is who you're with kind of it's like there's it's not a label kind of it's not like a i don't know it's 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 a hippie thing. It's very hippie. He was the first hippie. Someone's going to argue with that. Um, if if we had to put a label on him, we would probably call him bisexual. So he should be uh, paying attention to Bisexual Health Awareness Month. Um, if we really treated him the way he should have been, uh, he was just someone who loved based on what and who the universe and the earth sent to him. Um the collection of poems, which is what Leaves of Grass is, was horrifying um, to the pearl-clutching sensibilities of the time. And um, it was kind of both, like, people were horrified or they absolutely loved it. And so I have a review from Fanny Fern, who was an American novelist and newspaper columnist. And she praised it by saying, Leaves of Grass, thou art unspeakably delicious. Walt Whitman, the world needed a, quote, Native American, 
of thorough, out-and-out breed, enamored of women, not ladies, men, not gentlemen, someone beside a mere Catholic-hating know-nothing. It needed a man who dared speak out his strong, honest thoughts in the face of, I am going to try this word, pusillanimous, pusillanimous toadying, Republican aristocracy, dictionary men, hypocrites, Clicks and creeds, it needed a large-hearted, untainted, self-reliant, fearless son of the stars and stripes who disdains to sell his birthright for a mess of pottage. Which is, uh, wow. So, like I said, super America. He's Captain America. But, on March 1st, 1882, Captain America met a villain who was just the lamest villain ever, I guess. Uh, Boston District Attorney Oliver St- I have sevens. I'm pretty sure it's Stevens. Why did I write sevens? Oliver eight wrote a letter to Whitman's publisher in Boston. Um, and on an re- unrelated note, this b- district attorney prosecuted the Belfry murder case, which is uh, decently well known to true crime fanatics. And I have to put true crime in every episode, apparently. Um, let's go to CrimeCon. Anyway. That's totally out of nowhere. Um, The New England Society for the Suppression of Vice wrote a letter to Oliver Stevens telling him to either censor or ban Leaves of Grass. So he wrote a letter to Walt Whitman on March 1st, and Whitman was like, go eat something, go kick yourself. Uh, So his publisher dropped him. The book was banned in Boston. Um, And like, no offense, Boston, but there are much cooler places to be banned. Sorry. But so the scandal boosted the publicity of Leaves of Grass so much that um, it was he was picked up by another publisher like almost immediately and sales of the book just went through the roof. And like I said, it's become a celebration of the true American way of life. So much so that in World War II, they sent the book to um, American troops fighting overseas so they would remember what they're fighting for. So I would highly recommend reading Leaves of Grass. Um, it's probably hard for some people to get through because it's very, I mean, it's, they're poems and they're very flowy and they're very like romping and rolling around in, in the grass with different sexes and all that kind of thing. Um, so some people might find it hard to get through. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, and additionally unrelated, I intend someday to get a tattoo that says multitudes from Song of Myself. Do I contradict myself? Very well then, I contradict myself. I am large, I contain multitudes. And I contain multitudes, and so do you. And we're going to move on to Maryland. Haha. So, <laughs> in 2012, <laughs> Maryland um, was given... Maryland voters had voted on this thing called question six. Question six just basically said that um, gay people could get married. So it was just like, anyone who wants to get married is allowed to get married in Maryland as long as it's legal for them to get married. And um, I assume they had to then revoke anything that said they couldn't get married because then it would be illegal and it would be like just a, ooh, just a circle. Anyway. So it, um, it's called the Civil Marriage Protection Act, and it establishes, quote, establishes that Maryland's civil marriage laws allow gay and lesbian couples to obtain a civil marriage license, unquote. And it was signed by Governor Martin O'Ma- 
O'Malley, Martin O'Malley, on March 1st, and he was a Catholic who'd been admonished by the Arch Archbishop of Baltimore to not support Question 6. But um, Martin O'Malley said, I do not presume, nor would I ever presume as governor, to question or infringe upon your freedom to define, to preach about, and to administer the sacraments of the Roman Catholic Church. But on the public issue of granting equal civil marital rights to same-sex couples, you and I disagree. I love it. Yeah, because my whole family is Catholic and my dad is like Catholicism, whatever. And I like kind of Catholicism, but I also like seeing like little pushback sometimes when they get a little uppity. So it's fun. Anyway, so Maryland was then the eighth state to legalize marriage equality. And that was on March 1st. It's March 1st. Yeah. Um, so those are my stories for today. Uh, McGee and I are trying to figure out how to work in something where I scream about Waco every day, and I think that's probably going to be on a on a Patreon. We haven't really decided. You have any idea? Um, I'm totally for it. Uh, we just haven't, you know, decided how we want to do it. Yep. So. If uh, some of you join the uh, one dollar tier on Patreon, maybe we can start thinking about that. We don't, you know, have many people on there right now. So yeah. uh, maybe I'll make. We want to get stickers. this to the people, but I just made a Timothy joke. I just made a Timothy McVeigh joke. Oh my God! Continue. <laughs> um, I think that's all I have to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> after that, okay, podcast over forever. <laughs> <laughs> Delete and, her out of this. Yeah. Anyway, at the five dollar tier, you get um no no more Timothy McVeigh jokes, um, and you get bonus episodes and everything at the one dollar tier and i don't know we want stickers or something soon maybe yeah that will be coming soon you can expect them probably just a little bit after our getting off uh episode oh that's right we're, we're, we're getting our... off with getting off on wednesday yeah they uh finally announced it on their show so i mean it was I a mean, little did... vague but yeah. i think uh, we might supposed to be surprise guests yeah. But, uh, so on Wednesday, check that out, both ours and theirs. It's going to be awesome. It's awesome. Ours is first. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're better. No, we're not. Oh, my gosh. We're uh, not yeah, remotely I'm sorry, better. Nick and no. Jessa. Jess, um, Nick and Jessa, I love you more than we're anything. We're just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we will never be better than you, and you're infinitely smarter than we am. Than we am? Than, than we am. See? We just drop <laughs> earlier in the day. That's the only yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not smart. Anyway, um... Yeah, so that was Patreon. Um, we also have Facebook, which is um, Queer All Year. Yeah. And then the Facebook group, which is Queer All Year Fam. And if you go out there, there's a lot of just irrelevant, irreverent insanity right now, kind of. Um, hey, McGee, what are they voting between? What, hash browns or something? No, it was tater tots and clam chowder. Okay, yeah, so you get you can go out there and just, and vote for whether you like tater tots or clam chowder better. It's pretty important. And it is, uh, I think we need to specify clam which clam chowder because... Oh, Boston. Oh, okay. Not like, as opposed to New York or something? No, I mean like, as opposed to like the, the stuff you get in the can that you make because you're bored and oh. you need to eat just randomly and you find that in the in the cupboard because why does dad have this when he hates that kind of clam chowder <laughs> right you know <laughs> yeah i <laughs> yeah it's got to have oyster crackers it's gotta have it's gotta you know, be fresh good. you gotta yeah. like be able to see the clams that we're horrifying some vegans yeah you, you have to see them come off the boat the absolutely clams. 
that was nice when dad made seafood oh that was amazing we uh i remember going down there with him and i honestly could not stand the smell oh the smell's bad uh (laughs) yeah picking out all those fresh shrimp right off the boat oh my gosh let's go back to north carolina in my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. So now, in addition to Bonnie Raitt, they know that we listen to a lot of James Taylor. I love James Taylor. He's in Vegas right now, and you people won't go see him with me. Mm. No one told me about that. I told, well, I texted. Well, I, I don't, a group I don't text have money like several to go to months Vegas. ago. Exactly, me neither. But mom and dad made me have money. Hey, mom and dad. <laughs> grandma and grandpa are in Vegas all the time. Just fly us there. Hey, Grandma, Grandpa, um, we want to go to Vegas. We know you don't listen, but... Um. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Grace <laughs> right. and Mom, talk to Grandma and Grandpa and tell them to fly us to Vegas. And maybe we'll we'll do, we'll do say we're doing a live show. No one will come. It's we fine. might be able to get a live show there or like an interview there with hey, somebody. someone who knows someone in Vegas, tell Vegas to listen. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? Find us on social media. McGee, tell them about the social media because you do it. Oh, yeah. We have uh, Facebook, Queer All. Oh, wait, which ones have you already talked about? I think you I said Facebook and, yeah. The group is pretty important. Uh, the uh, Queer All Year podcast fam is the full name of it. But um, Twitter, Instagram, we're Queer All Year pod. Um uh, you could find me on Snapchat, but uh, my name is McGUnit. M M M C dash for unit. so many years. Oh man, yeah. Middle I mean, it sounds cool. McGUnit. Middle school was weird years for you. Yeah, high school <laughs> was much better for me than middle school. I'll say that. Yeah, I think that's true once for I picked everyone. up guitar, it was better. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, no, no, um, no, 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 no. I'm not that guy at the open mic. Oh God! Brought his acoustic guitar. And... I just want to el kabong those guys. <laughs> I hate that song. Anyway, what else do we have? Um, so like she said, the Patreon has multiple tiers on it. You get bonus content there, which is pretty amazing. Um, our website is kind of coming mm-hmm. along. Our, I hey, does anyone know how to use WordPress or make a WordPress and want to do it for free? Because I I might smash my computer. I spend like three hours, three hour chunks setting up the website, and then everything just like implodes. We'll and s- then I yell at for like at two a.m. I woke you, Dad. If you were to do that, we would put you on the on the first of the list to get t-shirts and stickers and oh all of that. Oh my gosh, we'd give you just everything. You could come to all the live shows for free. If we ever get the money, we would fly you out places. Uh, I'm promising things that McG <laughs> probably doesn't agree yeah, with, I'm but he also here, has like, not, um, well, he has not uh, tried know, to build the website. If uh, someday <laughs> we are uh, actually able to do this for a living, which is and the goal. we like, make some money, well, I would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. You, yeah. We we love all of you. We do. Uh, I mean, hey, there you go. I stole our line. You did. <laughs> well, you know, you're making history with us is what we're saying. Um, help us fly out to Vegas. And as always, we love you. Bye.